Today on Clear Approach, COVID shuts down air traffic control outside of Dallas, diapers may be the latest travel accessory to have, and finally, we talk about something called Forias. All this and more coming up on the Mayo Clinic Clear Approach podcast, your home for aerospace medicine that matters. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Mayo Clinic Clear Approach podcast. This is your host, as always, Dr. Van, your medical co-pilot. Now, I know what you're thinking. You said, Dr. Van, at the last visit that we were going to have these things out sooner than later, Um, and here we are now four weeks out, but please bear with me. Uh, I got placed into a vacation, Uh, and I'm making big air quotes here that you can't see around the word vacation. But uh, this was to make sure that I didn't develop critical mass from my workload. Fortunately, nuclear fission was avoided, and I've had a wonderful time spending time with the three Fs. That's family, food, and flying. My holiday was like many of yours, different but quiet, which is saying a lot in my house with four kids between the ages of 16 and 8. But honestly, though, despite all of the pandemic commotion, I can't say it was bad. It was actually quite nice. Hopefully, one silver lining of the COVID change in life is how we look at things like the holidays and what it really takes to be happy and content. Now, of course, I have to provide an update on the flying part of my holiday because I know that many of you are pilots and all we really want to do is talk about flying or go flying. Since the last podcast, I've gone from solo to getting a few cross-countries under my belt. At this point, I've just got my long cross-country and one episode of night flying left before my instructor cuts me loose to the DPE. You know, when I first became an aviation medical examiner back in 2014, I was told by my peers that it might not be a bad idea to go ahead and get my private pilot's license, just because it makes things much more understandable when it comes to pilots. Back then, I really didn't think much of this. I mean, of course, as you've all heard, I really wanted to learn how to fly for a long time, but it wasn't quite yet enough enough impetus for me to take the leap. But now, having some hours under my belt and almost my private, I can't believe I honestly waited this long. From crawling under wings to check for fuel and clamoring through the single door of a Piper Archer, or trying to land in a crosswind with a regional jet breathing down my neck, I think I've got a newfound respect for how awesome pilots are and all the physical and mental stress that we go through. And for you folks that I have to do exams on, that's either a good thing or a bad thing, depending if you're a gas tank's half full or half empty type. All right, finally, some news for this episode. And of course, you guessed it. The first bit of news has to do with the COVID vaccine. Now, we covered this in detail in the last episode, thanks to Dr. Cole, but just in case you have been flying under a rock for a few weeks, uh, another quick update here for you. There are now two vaccines approved for COVID, one manufactured by Pfizer and the other by Moderna. Both are the fancy mRNA vaccine types, and both require two shots. Like any well-planned and thought-out project on a massive scale, everything has been delayed, But honestly, what did we expect? For the record, I still have not been able to get my vaccine either. But maybe that's because I spend part of my time talking to a microphone in my sweatpants in my garage. 
From an aviation standpoint, what you need to know is that the FAA has approved the use of both vaccines at this point. However, don't forget that you need a 48-hour no-fly period after each dose of the vaccine. Despite the delays, I will say that everything looks like it's going pretty well when it comes to the vaccine. Yes, there have been some sporadic reports of reactions in the media, but with how closely everyone is watching for these reactions and the fact that we haven't heard about a lot more, I think this is a good sign. And just in case you needed to be reminded that we are still in the thick of things with the virus, COVID was able to wipe out air traffic control in the Southwest for a while recently. On December 30th, the FAA closed the airspace around DFW until about 5.30 Central Time, so that the ATC facilities could be sanitized from a COVID outbreak. This closure occurred after multiple facilities reported positive cases, and the one that closed on Wednesday had 22 cases. This closure not only affected DFW, but extended to airspace in northern Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, and New Mexico. Of course, this closure resulted in many delays, with even some loaded passenger aircraft returning back to the terminal. This is not the first time we have seen COVID wreak havoc on the ATC system. Similar closures have occurred at Chicago's Midway, McCarran in Las Vegas, and JFK. And I've got a feeling this is probably not the last time we are going to hear this type of story. And to finish up the news, some potty talk. As the pandemic has raged on, we are all striving to figure out how to improve our personal protection and reduce our risk of coming down with COVID. And this includes airlines. However, one new recommendation has caused a stink. On November 12th, the Civil Aviation Administration of China released new guidelines for the Chinese airline industry in a document called Technical Epidemic Prevention and Control for Airlines. To be honest with you, everything in the document is pretty standard, except the part where it says, and I quote, It is recommended that cabin crew members wear disposable diapers and avoid using the lavatories, barring special circumstances to avoid infection risks. End quote. Look, I think we all know how dirty bathrooms can be on airplanes, but if flight attendants shouldn't be using them, I really don't want to be either. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure which would actually be worse, going to the bathroom in the middle seat in economy or going to the lavatory. In any case, if diapers become the latest fashion accessory for air travel, the silver lining will be that the efficiency of how we exit the airplane at the end of a flight, I bet will be dramatically increased. And time for today's medical topic. Just to let you know, no uh, interview today because, well, it's the holidays and it's hard to track people down. So you get to have me for a little bit extra. Now you're probably already saying, what the flap is a foria and why should I care? Well, if you look at any of your old 8500 and you go to line 54, you will find a bunch of words ending in foria. And if you have ever had a class one medical certificate, or if you had an automated vision test or an overzealous intake, you have been tested for forias. This section of the forum often causes a lot of confusion, not for just pilots, but also for examiners. So I thought it would be a fun topic to tackle today. 
All right, so what is a heterophoria? Heterophoria concerns the alignment of our eyes. Typically, our eyes are fairly in line with each other all of the time. The best analogy I can think of is like the headlights on a car. Have you ever seen a car when one light was head-on and the other looked like it was trying to spotlight deer in the woods? Yep, that's like a car with heterophoria. More specifically, a heterophoria is when the eyes lose alignment when they are not performing focused binocular vision together. Now, I bet you're thinking, whoa, whoa, when have I ever not performed focused binocular vision? Except for that night I turned 21. And that's a great point. Most of the time, all of us are performing coordinated vision, even those of us that do have a heterophoria. This is accomplished because our brain and eye muscles are working extra to keep things aligned. But when something occurs to impair this adaptation, that's when the misalignment shows up. Now, there are quite a few things that can cause heterophoria to show up. But probably the most common and most important for this audience is fatigue. If your body and mind is tired, this includes your brain and eye muscles. Have you ever experienced blurred double vision right before you start to fall asleep, like while trying to read a book? That's just your euphoria saying, night-night, don't let the icing bite. Other causes can include stress, neurological disease, variance in ocular muscles and globe shapes, and advancing age. And by the way, isn't the phrase advancing age kind of ridiculous? Like, can't we just call it aging? Or does this mean that there is such thing as retreating age? If so, I'll send you my credit card number tonight. Anyway, when heterophoria occurs, it can result in quite a few different symptoms. Common ones include headache, sensitivity to light, troubles going from distant to near vision, blurred vision, double vision, and altered stereo vision. AKA all things bad for super cool important people types like NFL quarterbacks, Formula One car racers, John Wick, and general aviation pilots. Testing for phorias can be done in a few ways. I won't get into the details too much because the last time I did, it killed off the dinosaurs. But most pilots have experienced testing in two ways. One is this funny test where the AME asks you to look at a light while holding this gizmo over one eye at a time, and then asks you to rotate a bezel. The other, more common test is when you are looking into an eye machine. You know, the one where you are always worried about whose forehead was there before yours. And we ask you to tell us what number the musical note is over. Yes, you finally know why we asked that question. All of these tests basically break your binocular vision and lets us check for misalignment. Now, hopefully you are not all frantically going over your 8500 and freaking out that you see you have some numbers in the phoria section. But don't fear, many of us have some level of heterophoria, but it isn't enough to cause any problems. Now, heterophoria can be classified based on what direction the eyes are misaligned. Esotropia, and the eyes tend to converge toward the nose. For exophoria, you guess it, the eyes move outward. And for hyperphoria, that's when one eye, the left or right, goes upward. Per the FAA, a pilot can have one level, or diopters, of hyperphoria, 
or six levels for either esophoria or exophoria and still need no further workup. More than that, and you will need to see an eye doctor. Now, honestly, in my years of being an aviation medical examiner, I've only had one person fall out of these requirements. And when I sent the pilot for a more in-depth eye evaluation, the more sophisticated testing done by the eye docs did not reveal a true phoria. So heterophoria causing you a problem with flying is rare, but not impossible, like me and a soft crosswind landing. If you do unfortunately have some difficulties with heterophoria, there are treatments that are available, usually involving some corrective lenses. In more severe cases, even surgery can be pursued. Well, thank you again for spending your time with the Mayo Clinic Clear Approach podcast. Yes, this episode was a little bit shorter than I had hoped for, but that's what we get in the age of holidays and COVID. Fortunately, though, we have quite a few of my colleagues who are interested in coming on board here in the near future, and they're going to be sharing some exciting topics with you, so stay tuned. And as always, don't forget that this podcast is an offshoot of our Clear Approach teleconsult service. If you have a medical question that affects your flying, you can use our online service to either send me or my colleagues a message, and we'll get back to you with a recommendation, usually within 24 hours. Just visit mayoclinic.org and search for Clear Approach to find out more. And of course, I always enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you have any comments or if you'd like to be on the podcast, just send us a message on our podcast website at mayoclinicclearapproach.blueberry.net. Until next time, this is Dr. Van, your medical co-pilot, wishing you a happy holiday, a happy new year, great flying, and even better health. <music>